Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Lara. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. So this week, we're going to wrap up the cold-blooded mindset, the cold-blooded motivation, the the traits that we learn from cold-blooded animals. For those of you guys, this is your first episode tuning in or you're just joining in in this season. Go back a few episodes. We talk about what does it mean to be cold-blooded? What is the whole motivation behind cold-blooded and why I created it? And then we started with the snake, then we did the shark, then we did the crocodile. And today we're going to talk about the turtle and a trait that you can pull out of each of them, a trait that you can learn something and apply directly to your life to increase your work ethic, to increase your motivation, to increase your drive, to increase your consistency, and ultimately just push harder to reach your goals. So like I said, today we're going to talk about the turtle. Now, I think the most commonly known thing about turtles is that they live a really long time. And especially bigger species of it, they can live hundreds of years. Um, But even the smallest ones, they can live, you know, even up to 50 years in a healthy habitat. Turtles do this because they're able to lower the amount of wear and tear on their body. And they do that by having a really high tolerance and control over the amount of oxidative stress in their body. So they're able to do this because they're able to control the levels of ROS in their body, which stands for the reactive oxygen species. ROS actually attack your cells and actually destroy and break down cells. Now, ROS aren't all bad and everybody has it in them naturally, all living organisms, because what it does is it actually breaks down food. That's part of the digestive system is ROS is needed to break down the, f- the food that you intake and make it into fuel for your body. The turtles do still have it for that reason, because they need to still utilize that amount of stress to make them grow and to make them better. So obviously we can't regulate the amount of stress chemically like a turtle can. We can't control, you know, our ROS levels inside our body with just chemical balance by producing more antioxidants, enzymes, proteins like turtles do. But what can we learn from the turtle? We learn from the turtle that if we can manage the stress levels in our life, the stress that we we can actually control, and we can put in healthy stress as opposed to unhealthy stress, utilize the stress for something beneficial, such as the turtle does to eat and to grow stronger, instead of utilizing the stress to just put extra wear and tear on our body. So when we're able to do this, you're not only going to live a happier life and a longer life, but you're going to be able to execute better in whatever community, whatever group, whatever environment you're in, you're going to show up better, you're going to be more consistent, and you're going to be able to impact the people around you more. So let's talk about stress. Stress really breaks down to three different types of stress. You have physical. This is the actual physical stress on your body. Um, anything that's usually from some sort of outside source causing physical stress on yourself. Mental is some kind of stress to your mind or your thoughts um, where you're stressed out, caught up in what you're thinking about and you're caught up in your thoughts and in your head. And emotional stress, this is something that directly stresses out the emotional side of us, the feeling side of us, and is usually directed from the people around you, the relationships that you have in your life. Because that's where a lot of us tend to get our emotional stability from is by having the proper people around us in our life. Now, like I mentioned, there's two different subcategories of stress. There's healthy stress. This is something that pushes you further. This is something that helps you grow. This is constructive stress. And in the right amounts and the right type of stress, it could be very, very beneficial. Just like the right amount of ROS to a turtle for him to eat and to grow, it's very, very beneficial. Now, there is also unhealthy stress. And this is excessive amounts of stress 
and the bad types of stress that do nothing but bring us down. And we call this destructive stress. It holds us back from achieving our true potential and leaning into all that we can be. So obviously the practical goal in life is to increase the amount of healthy stress in your life and then decrease the amount of unhealthy stress. So today we're going to break down these three categories. We're going to talk about, you know, what is a healthy version of this stress? How can you increase it? And what's an unhealthy version of this stress? And how can you eliminate that from your life? So we'll start with physical. Physical stress, like I said, is any stress that is directed onto your body. I think physical stress is the easiest one for us to see unhealthy versions of. Um, I think it's the easiest one for us to be aware of because obviously we're not jumping in front of cars or jumping off bridges or anything because we know that's going to put us in harm's way. We're very aware that that is an unhealthy amount of stress in our body. I'm not going to go go out and purposely break my arm to hopefully my arm will get stronger. No, it's an unhealthy version of stress. And obviously the the healthy versions are examples, you know, such as working out. Yeah. And sometimes that is something that you have to do is to physically um, put that stress on your body so it can be stronger. And like you said, it's not going to be like those um, negative ways where it's going to be hurting you that bad, where it's actually damaging you. It's breaking down those those cells in your muscles to actually grow. One time I was, I had physical therapy because I had um, a surgery where they took out part of my tendon in my leg and I pretty much lost a lot of muscle strength in my foot and in my right calf. So I had to go physical therapy, do a lot of stretching, a lot of uh, workouts to really strengthen the, the supportive muscles and the, the main muscle that was affected. Um, so the, the physical therapist, you know, they sent, give you goals each time you go in and you try to meet those, whether it's um, trying to stretch for this long and see how far you can bend it or if certain um, machine exercises where you're physically doing weight and it's, it gets hard. You know, your body, you know, you should be do, be able to do a certain amount, but then you're like pushing yourself, trying to get there, trying to get there, and it does hurt. Yeah, I mean, you have to purposely put yourself into pain, basically, because it's a low amount of pain. Yeah, it's not excruciating, but it is painful and it is discomforting. You have to put yourself into that to be able to break down the muscles because the stress, again, is going to break something down and then it's going to grow back stronger. And for working out, most of the time, it's it's finding that that perfect stopping point, right? Because you want to maximize the workout as far as possible and you want to be able to get right to that. Like if you're doing bench press, you want to bench right up to where you're about to start tearing your muscle because you want to get the most out of the workout, but then you never want to surpass that line. You never want to go one step past that line because that one step past that line is very destructive. And can take a long time to heal. So it's always about finding that that right balance of the amount of stress when you're talking about working out. Now, another type of positive thing is your eating habits. That's a positive form of stress. A lot of people see this as stress because there are going to be times where you're going to be craving things and it's going to be uncomfortable because you can't have them. Um, And yes, it might not be the same pain that you're going to feel as like going through physical therapy, but there's a discomfort to it. And obviously eating healthy is so important to our long-term health. And we only need we need to be eating the foods that we not only digest the best, but absorb nutrients the best from and can utilize the best and turn into fuel the best uh, because that's going to lower the amount of stress levels in our life. Yeah, that could even be the same for fasting, you know, not eating for how many days or just doing only liquids or whatever. Like your body's physically when you're hungry. That's some pain that you're going to be going through some stress. And in the end, though, all, your body starts to turn on the negative things. And that's what you're feeling is the uh, negative parts of your body, the unhealthy parts being um, broken down and you're getting like detoxed. 
yeah, any of those detoxes is going to be uncomfortable. None of them are supposed to be easy or we would do them all once a week, right? right. That's why no one, that's why not a lot of people do them is because they're hard to do. They're hard to push through. Now, there are some other unhealthy forms of stress that you can put on your life that aren't as clear as, you know, jumping off a bridge or jumping into traffic. Yeah, we all know that's a dumb idea. But things like a poor diet, you know, a lot of us say, oh, it's just one thing, right? But a poor diet is going to create more stress in your life because it is, it actually is harder for your body to break down. It's harder to absorb nutrients. So you're burnt, you're, you're using all this extra ROS in your body to break down food for food that doesn't even need to be broken down because there's no nutrient value to it. Um, Plus, if you start eating healthy for a long period of time and you're not working out, you may gain weight, which is going to cause more stress on your joints, on your tendons, because it's it's an excessive amount of weight, but it's not growing yourself stronger. The other thing, um, excessive drinking, you know, excessive drinking or drug use. You know, I, I don't have issues with somebody who wants to grab a drink with dinner. You know, sometimes I'll have a glass of wine with dinner or something like that, but I don't have issues with people that have a drink, but it's when people excessively drink. If you're binge drinking, you know, once a week or every night even, you know, you're destroying your liver, you're destroying other organs. It's directly destructive to you. There's no there's no good amount that's going to come out of that when you're excessively drinking. So let's move on to the mental stress. The mental stress, honestly, I think most times we get caught up in the unhealthy side because we get caught up in distractions. I don't think it's I don't think it's that we purposely put ourselves there. Um I think most of the time we just get caught up in something and then go down a rabbit hole and then end up in this distracted area instead of being conscious of what we're putting into our life. You have to be really intentional about the uh, the information that you're putting into your mind. Your mind needs to be strengthened just like a muscle. Your mind needs to have good information coming in and you have to continuously put that good information in. So you got to be cautious about what information is going into your mind and you want to make sure it's something that's building you up. So sometimes it's important to maybe turn off the music in the car and listen to a podcast that's going to challenge you to be better or listen to an audiobook that's going to challenge you to be better or actually go read a book and get away from the TV because that's not challenging to be better with a book could. So yeah, there's obviously some traditional ways of you, how to feed your mind and uh, work out your brain, but there's also ways that you can do that that are more fun. You know, you can do some puzzle games or strategy games. And some of those games can be like Sudoku, Tetris, but even sometimes video games can be considered uh, beneficial because they use the cognitive side of your brain. They actually make you use your logic, logical thinking and actually um, quick reaction times. Yeah, I mean, they force you to make decisions quickly. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. They think it is a distraction. And yeah, there probably are some, um, but there is definitely a, you know, part of video games that do help challenge the mind and help challenge that quick thinking and help challenge that logical thinking as long as you're playing the right games. And like you said, you can make it fun with some board games and stuff too that involve multiple people so you can, you know, build your relationships, but still be challenging your mind at the same time. Now, like I said, some of the negative things are filtering, filling your mind with things that aren't beneficial or things that don't matter. And I'm not saying music's bad. I'm not saying TV's bad. I think that needs to just be maybe a lower quantity for a lot of people and make sure they're still fitting in time to get the beneficial stuff into. Like I said, I don't think we're purposely um, filling up all of our time with unhealthy forms of stress or unhealthy things that prevent us from getting to healthy forms. I think it's just more of we're distracted. And the other thing, you know, one thing that helps a lot of people is building more routine in your life. You know, think about your morning routine. Most of us have a set morning routine. We don't have to sit around and think, do I want to brush my teeth first? Do I take a shower first? You just do the same thing every day. 
And when you can eliminate some of the dumb decisions in your life, some of the ones that don't matter, because it doesn't matter if you brush your teeth or take a shower first, it doesn't, as long as you're doing both. And most of us realize that subconsciously, so we just go ahead and make a routine. But think about some of the other things in your life. What routines can I create at work? What routines can I create, you know, in this part of my life or in that part of my life? Because when we create these routines, it eliminates us from having to think about it. And it saves some of that brain power and some of that decision-making power to put into something more useful that's going to be more beneficial in the long run and maybe intake some new information and learn something new. Yeah. So you want to think about when you want to do that, when you want to implement those times to either listen to this podcast or listen to audiobooks or read a book or play those games. Um, you think about when you want to do that, like it, it could be on your way to work or if you have a long drive or anything like that. So it's like some days you can have kind of planned out a little bit like, oh, I'm going to do um, listen to a podcast on this day and, and then maybe tomorrow I'll just listen to music. You got to find that balance of what's actually emotionally good for you and then what you're actually implementing into your brain. Yeah, and I think one thing that helps too, um, that helps a lot, especially in the work environment is tracking everything you do. Track your performance and then measure that against how long you think you should actually be taking to do things. That way you can track your efficiency because when you set goals um, and make sure you're setting goals every day for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year, make sure you have those goals very clear. When you set those goals and then you can start to track your performance of how you're reaching those goals, it allows you to see where those holes are and it allows you to find where, oh, I'm filling time here with a distraction. When in reality, reality, I can actually fit in something more beneficial. And it forces you to schedule in time to challenge yourself. It forces you to schedule in time to learn. And when you can do that, like I said, it's going to eliminate some of the distractions and it's going to help you in the long run. The reason this is still a stress is because when you're learning information, it's something new. And anything new is, is slightly stressful to every single person because it's something that they're not always known. It's something that may require them to change some stuff. It may require them to do something that they're not normally doing, which ultimately challenges them and creates some stress. But again, it's about creating a little bit of stress that's beneficial then creating a lot of stress that tears you down. Now, the last one is the emotional stress. So this is the emotions and the feelings wrapped around usually relationships. That's where a lot of us have different feelings come out, different emotions come out is usually based on the relationships around us. So ultimately increasing the healthy amount of this stress is increase the amount of healthy relationships that you have. Yeah, actually, I have two examples of this. Um, one of them is going to be you and me. Uh, you know, there's we have that relationship where we're comfortable letting each other know when we're slipping or when we should be doing something that's more productive or um, working towards our goal. And I think it's awesome because like you will be able to call out somebody and or each other and say, hey, I've noticed that you haven't been working on this. What happened? And it'd be like, oh, yeah. Um, this is when, why I've been been distracted and I realized I'm distracted and I'm going to get back on that. Yeah, and I, it's it's about having those uncomfortable conversations. The reason, again, why it's still a stress is because there's going to be some discomfort because they're willing to push you past your stopping point. They're willing to sit down with you when it's easier just to agree with you and tell you're doing a great job. They're willing to be like, hey, what's happening? Like, you're better than this. You know, you're not working towards your goal. Like, what can I do to help you get back on track? And it's, it's willing to have that uncomfortable conversation to help them see through their goals. Yeah, so the second one I have is actually more of a relationship with your, your significant other. My girlfriend is always able to, um, she knows my strengths and my weaknesses and knows where I want to get better at. And she will be able to uh, call me out on things. Again, the same kind of thing with you. Is She's able to call me out and challenge me to get me out of my comfort zone on things like uh, getting out and talking to people that I'm not usually 
being more social and things like that. And I think it's really awesome because I can do the same thing for her. We both have that um, mutual agreement to be able to challenge each other with our things where we want to become better at. Yeah, it's really important that you and your significant other, whether you're dating or married or anything, you and your significant other have very, not I don't, they don't necessarily have to have common goals, but have to be aware of each other's goals and accept each other's goals. And it has to be really clear because one, it helps them be able to push you towards them. But two, it also doesn't ever, they don't ever hold you back from them because they know it's you trying to accomplish all that you want to. Honestly, I think the emotional stress is the most dangerous spot because I think we actually get caught up in the unhealthy form more than we actually realize. So obviously, yes, it's unhealthy stress to have friends in your life that put bad things in your life or hold you back from your goals or, you know, maybe you're recovering from some kind of addiction and they start putting that addiction back in your life. Yeah, those are obviously unhealthy friends. But I think the ones that aren't obvious and that we get caught up on a lot and we get distracted by a lot are the friends that are just okay with us being the same. The friends that aren't worried about helping us get to our next level and the friends that they're not necessarily tearing us back, but they're not helping you or pushing you to be better. Again, if you want a healthy form of stress, the healthy form of stress is a friend that's going to sit down in the uncomfortable conversation and say, hey, you're slipping right now. You need to get back on track. The unhealthy form is the one that's going to ignore it and not do anything for you because you're going to be stagnant. And we know when we're stagnant, we eventually fall behind. So that wraps up the cold-blooded mindset, what it means to truly be cold-blooded. If this is your first time listening to us, Make sure you go back, like I said, not only to the podcast before that, but at least this series so you get really all that it means to be cold-blooded and what you learn from the snake, what you learn from the shark, what you learn from the crocodile. You know, all of these traits are something that I've put into my life and have helped me be able to create a better life for myself. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. We hope that you've learned something new, that you feel challenged, and are inspired to live a life beyond the norm. If something in this episode stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram, and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. And speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and let you be the first to know about our new episodes and exciting updates. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review. This will allow us to expand our reach and let others know that they can benefit from this podcast as well. We appreciate you spending your time with us and we can't wait to be with you again soon. Join us next time as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.